To steam, 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 the podcast on the industrial revolution, and why, why those moths? What the hell happened to them? Today we're talking about child labour. Yep, which was really the driving force behind the industrial revolution. Okay, pause. Hold up. <laughs> hey, pause on the floors because this is small cat. Big collar we episode you. edition. No, 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 no. This is a very special edition. This That's is right. You're not listening to any old small cat big collar. You are listening to small cat big scholar because this week's episode is smart edition. Smart edition. Can you define smart for us, please, Tom? Yeah, it's what this episode's about. Okay. And when it comes to smart, let's go through a list of words that rhyme with smart. <laughs> With a chip in the mouth. Oh, into the mic. Um, uh, cart. Heart. Uh, a shart. Sart. That's not a word. Jopel sart. Oh, very nice. Um, mart. Um, what does that mean? As in like, uh. Short for Martin. No, as an easy mart. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, I, I think a I think a contraction of market. Okay, 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 nice. Um, uh, <laughs> fart. Oh, that's funny. Have we said that before? No, that's really good. Really? Yeah, that's excellent. Um, um, what else is there? There's fart. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sart? Oh. Did I say sart? Uh, yeah, you did. Jump all, jump all sart. Um, oh, jump all fart. Let's go. <laughs> um, so this is smart. No edition. exit, more like fart exit. <laughs> more like no fart. <laughs> you done? <laughs> As you like it, more like mid, 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 mid. <laughs> what do you mean by what? <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, so this episode, we're going to be talking about smart things. Yes. So uh, Einstein. Um. Uh, swimming caps. I feel uh, like only smart people do that. Uh, theoretical physics. Mm. Um, penicillin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lab coat. Doctorates. Esophagus. Numbers. Uh, 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 the golden equation. <laughs> Thick glasses. Is that a real thing? No, you're thinking of the golden ratio. There you go. Um, <laughs> what about the silver equation? I don't know if that's a thing. It is. Um, the silver equation is if you're wearing silver necklace and gold earrings, uh -oh. you got to take one of them off. Yeah. Um, do you want to get us started with the segment? Yeah, I would love to get us started. So, right off the bat, um, before we jump into our smart... <laughs> Sounds like my cricket ball. Okay. What do you think this is? Small bat, big... Dollar. That's so funny. I And I genuinely mean that. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Okay, so, I thought before we get started with our segments, and apologies for the chewing sounds, listeners, it will cease eventually, but me hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Tom, stop drinking water like that. Apologies, listeners, everyone. Listeners, if you've ever seen... 
the Babadook. <laughs> Unrelated. Um, Tom looked <laughs> fucked drinking that water. So, I thought we would, um, since it is the season. It is the season of, of smart. And also of. Fart. Nice and also of. Sart. Yes, well, Sartre famously wrote a play um, about existentialism and Spotify wrapped. It is the season of Spotify wrapped. It is the season of Spotify wrapped. I thought we'd get started with what could be our strongest segment yet. And by that, I mean Tom is like actually shaking his head at me right now. Uh, Oh, no, that's his ass. He's shaking his ass at me. Yeah, sorry. Um, He's thinking about his top listens. Um, And that sounds like... um, Tom's Friday night. I don't know what you're talking the about. The tops listen. Listen. Okay. Oh my god. So, I thought we would do an improvised poem that's like dear Spotify rap because I feel like I've seen that online, but when I looked it up I couldn't find it and it was like some sort of cringy Tumblr poem that was like this is everything that Spotify wrapped didn't record. Yeah. The okay. hours that I spent blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? It, they're trying yeah. to make it deep and it's not that deep. So, I thought we would go back and forth, um, pitching some additions to this uh, to sure. this poem. So, so kick us, kick the, us off. the premise is is uh, Spotify rap counted a lot of things. It counted music, it counted minutes, but it can't count things that matter to the heart. Yes. So, for example, this is pretty much. I think I think this is um, one of the lines that I had literally seen. I mm. can't remember. Dear Spotify Wrapped, oh no, these are the things, um, Dear Spotify Wrapped, these are the things you didn't record. Mm -hmm. The hours that I spent dancing in the rain. Mm. Um, And I didn't take my headphones out there because they can't get wet or something, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Um, Leaves crunched underfoot. Mm. Um, The nights I spent screaming the words to those songs, even though I knew I was getting them wrong. Is it is it music related? Or it can be music related, but it's mostly like feelings. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Aside over. Yeah. Um, mirrors gazed at wistfully. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, dear Spotify, you didn't capture um, the the oh oh. Spotify wrapped, you did not capture the feeling of him running his hands through my hair mm. late at night. Yeah, Spotify wrapped, you didn't capture all the fish I captured and gutted. Spotify, you did not capture the times I spent with my girls in the kitchen creating. <laughs> Dear Spotify wrapped, you didn't capture... All the laneways I turned down because I got lost. Spotify, you did not capture all the times that I I walked through the city humming along to something mm. far off in the distance. You did not capture all the window cleaner I've drunk. Spotify, you did not capture that weekend I went wireless and feel like I found myself. The light hitting my skin. Spotify, you did not capture the way his sleepy eyes look when the light filters through the blinds. Spotify, you did not capture Bin Laden. Spotify, you did not (laughs) capture those nights me and my girls spent on the floor of the living room (laughs) painting wine glasses and making memories. Spotify, 
You did not capture Coney. Spotify, <laughs> you did not capture the tan lines that I fear will never fade from that summer I spent with my girls. Spotify, you did not capture the wind flowing through my hair. Spotify, you did not capture the times, those nights I spent in the car crying over him. Spotify, you did not capture all the time I spent listening to music on Apple Music. Spotify, you did not capture the feeling, the feeling I got when he was truly gone, when I got the last things back from his place. (laughs) Spotify, you did not capture all the early morning yawns. Spotify, you did capture the amount of times I listened to Ceilings by Lizzie McAlpine. Spotify, you did capture every time I listened to Rat Control Pest. Away, rats, go away, pets, rats, away. Noise, high-pitched, rats, go away. Spotify, you did not capture the love and the joy that I felt Watching my mum walk down the aisle (laughs) this year (laughs) on a really huge piece of property. It was huge, by the way. It was really nice. Spotify, you didn't capture how much land, like the like the acres, the acreage, and the like, and the like, uh, the the absolute vista and the look onto like the winery where my mum got married. And the furnishings, the The furnishings furnishings are beautiful. Yeah, and they cost about ten thousand dollars. And Spotify, you did not capture um, the fact that I did spill red wine all over the bedspread, but um, we got the uh, we got the cleaning. We didn't have to pay for the cleaning fee. Yeah, because it was covered in our bond. And Spotify, you did not capture the feeling of having my mum zip up my dress at her wedding on that huge piece of. Pro- it was a really big piece of property. Mm-hmm. It was huge, and there were like animals that were like kind of roaming, but. And I, after a few drinks, I did like, I was like, what if I just like ran at that cow? Like, who does me? And no one said anything. So I was just like, like 10 minutes later, I like said it again. But someone else was like, was like adding to like a joke that was being made in the group. So like no one heard it the second time. And then there was like a, there was like a third time where I was just like standing out there by myself. Um, and, and like, I thought about it, but I just didn't say it. Spotify, you did not capture how aggressively red-faced my new stepfather became at his wedding to my mum, just from the drinking. Spotify, you did not capture the brevity of his vows. And by that, I mean, he said, yeah, yeah, I want that. Let's do this. (sighs) But you did capture how many times I played Riptide by Vance Joy. Um... And yes, I'm embarrassed. I had that song on repeat while I was getting ready and looking out the window onto this huge piece of property. Like, it was huge. Anyway, here's Riptide by Vance Joy. Anyway, smart 
theme. Smart theme. Uh, great segment. Thank you so much. Um, that was so nice. I want to hear it uh, exactly the same all over again. <laughs> great. Wait for our Monday release. <laughs> what? Because we'll be oh, listening. I'll be able, yeah, I'll be able to listen to this. this um, if, you, if you're not aware, this podcast goes up on um, the internet. And it goes down in history. Like Rudolph after that, his nose so bright, right? Yeah. Can we talk about Rudolph for a second? Let's have an intellectual discussion about Rudolph. Okay. What the hell, boy? Boy, what the hell, boy? Right? <laughs> uh, all right, next segment. Um, I, I'm still on my... Uh, if you were listening last week, and you should have been... Uh, I'm still on my uh, ChatGPT grind. We will have uh, ChatGPT stand-up. I, f- I think I called it Comedy GPT last time. Um, we will have that later on in this episode. But I, um, uh, I, I have asked ChatGPT. This is uh, a segment I call Hey ChatGPT. I've asked it to rewrite the lyrics of Hey Jude. Uh, and Ada is going to sing them for you. And ChatGPT has rewritten the lyrics of Hey Jude as if Paul McCartney was seven feet tall. What? <laughs> seven feet tall, right? right? Like seven. Yes. Okay, okay. Seven is like, I would say it's like... Six an, foot four, but if you were seven. It's maybe like an inch or two taller than me. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's no way of proving that. <laughs> yeah. Unless okay. you know me, which everyone who listens to this podcast does. Hey, Paul, you're standing tall. With every step, you're breaking walls. Take a stride across the floor. You're seven feet, we all adore. Um, hey, Paul. Don't be afraid, you've got the height, you've got it made. Remember, you're a towering dude. In your world, you set the mood. So take the stage with giant grace, your presence fills up all the space. Let your bass play. Deep and wide. Okay. <laughs> this, uh, in, in your shadow will all abide. Um, oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I messed up the timing. So, yeah. the next chorus is, um, uh, Hey, Paul, don't shrink away. Stand tall. Let the music sway. You're a giant in our hearts. A legend from the start. Oh my god. And then we're gonna go right to na 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 Hey Paul You're crazy chat GPT, you're crazy Go ahead with your big bold sound In your world let love abound with each note and every chord, you're a legend, our giant lord. <laughs> hey, Paul, don't be subdued. You're the height of interlude. Let the music never fade in your shadow we've all laid. Oh, I messed this up again, but... na 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 na
Paul. Hey, um, hey Paul, you're seven feet in our hearts. You can't be beat. Great. <laughs> so that was, hey Paul. Hey Paul. By you're the seven who, feet tall. The the giant needle teetles. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Needle Teetles. Um, that funny? Um, Hilarious. So that was uh, Hey Chat GPT. And if I might add, I yep. have my own, I'm going to call it um, Ada GPT version of Hey Jude that is about having a cat. Go. So let it out and let it in and let it out. And let it in, and let it out, and it doesn't fucking want to be... Let it in, (laughs) and it's scratching, let it out, and let it in. Na, (laughs) na, 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 meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. Oh. And it's called Meow Jude? Or Hey Meow? Whatever. (laughs) I, honestly... Couldn't be bothered. Doesn't doesn't matter to me. Um, do you have a next segment? I can't do that. Okay. Um, we haven't had a lot of smart things on this smart themed episode. Oh, um, we'll get ready for a segment. I'm calling. Shut up! You're testing my patents. Oh my goodness, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. So, for those of you who don't know, this segment is going to be um. Weird applications. I'm sorry, I can't confirm whether they were just applications that got denied or whether these were weird because they came up in the system of things that were accepted or have been officially patented. Mm. But for those of you who don't know, because I didn't know for a long time what a patent was, but basically the general public, it seems, have ideas. And if you have an idea that you think, this is genius, I I think I'm the first person to come up with this idea, but I want to make sure... No one else takes any credit for this or takes any claim or makes any money off this. Absolutely. I'm going to write this all down, document all of this, and submit it to... Who does it get to submit it to? The government. Great. So, somewhere in the government. And it's a a patent application, so it could be patented under your name. So, you own that idea. And these are some of the weird ones, and they're from various uh, eras in time, periods in time. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to read them out, and I'm going to get Tom to guess when they were from. Okay. So, because some of these are from, like, the 20s. The reason I bring this up, the reason this is added, was because I saw one um, the other day that was uh, a patent application by someone whose name was Adelaide, and I was like, okay, move, we are so smart. But her idea was literally, it's a machine that's going to get criminals to confess when they're being interrogated by the police. First of all, the criminal sits in this dark room, um, standing up with their hands handcuffed behind their back, in a pitch black room, and um, there's a red curtain before them. And when they are completely alone, the red curtain rises, and there is a skeleton mounted on the wall before them with red glowing eyes. And the skeleton speaks to them secretly without the criminal knowing that on the other side of the wall there is a police officer who is speaking into the voice modulator and controlling the way that the mouth moves um, so that the uh, the skeleton can appear to these criminals and ask them questions. And the theory behind it is that Adelaide thought at the time criminals would be so scared understanding that police have so much power that they could summon demons and they would think that they had been visited 
by this demon or been uh, 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 um, summoned by the police force and they would be so scared they would just confess to the crime. And let me just say, Adelaide walked so that Warhorse could run. Great. So I can tell you've been, you've been, that's been stewing. No, it's just she made a puppet. Great. Alrighty, so... What do you mean? What do you want from me? Nothing much, really. (laughs) Okay. Tom's throwing the mic. Tom, come sit down, okay? I want you to guess what time period these are from. Okay, alright. And what era do you think that was from? Uh, It sounds like something from the uh, 10s or 20s. That was from... Mid sixties. No, <laughs> what? So some of these time periods might surprise you. Some will be obvious, but some won't surprise okay. you. Okay. The first one, of course, is the mustache. <laughs> the iPhone. <laughs> the mustache guard. Oh, okay. So, um, what is the traditional symbol of a true gentleman if not his mustache? This mustache guard, patented by V. A. Gates in redacted time. The traditional symbol is the fedora, but okay. Okay, and a lightsaber down your jeans is a witty solution to protect your mustache in brackets and your reputation during the holiday feasts a curved and concave shield which may be made of vulcanized rubber metal or any other suitable material promise to keep your mustache out of harm's way whilst inevitably overindulging this holiday season cheers to innovation so essentially it's like a rubber little strip that's attached attached to two pieces of wire or string that you hook around your ears so imagine a face mask that goes around your ears, but it's simply over your mustache. See, it's it's changed for me since you've added the fact that it was rubber. Yeah. Because that makes me think it's more modern really? than I thought it was initially. Okay. Um. So I'm going to say... Because rubber does nuts? That was pretty smart. That fits with this episode. Come on. No, it doesn't. What? What? Okay, well, if you don't mind Goblin... He's not. Let's go. Okay. When do you think this was from? Um. <laughs> sorry, I've just c- crushed a peanut M M&M and M by accident. The strength of my own hands. Oh my god. Um, okay, he's feeling fragile, so he had to just exert a little bit of. That was no. Don't. Whatever you're doing right now, stop it. Okay. All right. I'm gonna say it's the seventies. The 70s. Alrighty, you are about 100 years off. It was from 1876. Okay, well... V.A. Gates' mustache guard. But... I don't like this I thought it was very impressive. Okay, next up is a device for walking persons from sleep. Huh? The wording of this may give you a bit of a sense of error. Device for walking persons from sleep. Is getting up earlier one of your long-running New Year's resolutions? If so, mm-hmm. then Samuel S. Mm-hmm. Applegate and his device for walking persons from sleep have has you covered. Oh, phew. A set of small blocks made of light wood, preferably cork, automatically release and fall into the sleeper's face when the alarm goes off. <laughs> In a remarkable statement of the obvious, the patent application notes that the blocks, upon impacting the sleeper's face, cause pain. Now we all know what a gen- what a genuine rude awakening feels like. So essentially, what? there's a, a bed and there's a clock on the wall attached um, attached to the wall next to the bed. And from that clock runs a series of wires that are attached to the ceiling. And from those wires hanging over the bed is like a marionette grid um, of string that are all holding up individual uh, blocks of wood. So it's like a it's like a baby mobile hanging above a cot, except it's all just blocks of wood that will inevitably fall on your face when the clock deems appropriate. I feel like I wouldn't be able to get to sleep. 
Device for waking persons from sleep. I said walking. I thought this was to stop you from sleepwalking. Um, but I've just realised that um, maybe I'm not the best host for a smart episode. It says waking persons from sleep. So this is an alarm clock, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I wouldn't be able to get to sleep because I'd just, I'd, like, I'd be flinching, I feel. You'd be flinching in, in fright? Or You'd in, be sleep in fright? In just in, in, in just anticipation. Oof. In, yeah, pure anticipation. In anticipation. Anyway, the next one, and was, we will get you very, later. That was clever. We will get that you later clever. in the episode. Do you have a guess for when that was patented? Oh. Or when that application was submitted? 19. <laughs> 18. Ding. 60s. 1882. Ah, you, but you were far closer than. <laughs> okay, this next one. <laughs> <laughs> this is called Animal Ear Protectors. Bringing your dog as a plus one to a friend's dinner party? To make sure your fluffy companion doesn't end up with ears drooping in the soup, consider using these <laughs> animal <laughs> ear on. protectors. Hold on. Hold on. In what possible scenario is soup on the floor or dog on the table? Dog on the table? Are you kidding? It's a dinner party. This is fine well, I dining. I don't know. Why would the dog be on the table at a fine dining dinner party? Okay, have you ever had a dog that you actually respected or loved? No. Great. So there you go. There's your answer. <laughs> um, originally patented by James D. Williams in redacted year. The lightweight, adjustable, and easy-to-use device will protect the ears of long-eared animals, especially dogs, from coming into contact with their food or drink while they eat. Oh, it's not our food. Well, you're presuming that they would eat at the table with everyone else, and you don't want them to do something improper, such as put their elbows on the table or dip their ear in their damn soup. And if you're feeling a little festive, why not get the invention decorated, so as to enhance the appearance of the animal in the eyes of its owners and others? Instagram success guaranteed. This is on the uh, article. Yeah, so it's not so, them. Yeah. Um, this is so pointless. And basically, I need to show you what it looks like. Listeners, imagine a poodle with long ears or like a beagle with long ears. I'm imagining the a beagle. The device looks like if you took two toilet paper rolls and threaded them up the ear until they were sitting right next to the face of the dog. So it looks like two sticking out ponytails. Like, a, directly protruding from the animal's face on either side is, like, toilet paper, toilet paper, and then, like, a bit of ear falling out the end. Can I ask what they're made of? They are made of... Let me see if it's listed here. No. What does um, it look like they're made of? Rubber or something soft. Yeah. I hardly know her. <laughs> okay. Listen, when, what year do you think this was from? Oh, this seems modern. Really? I mean, it, uh, sorry, I mean, it seems old. Up to you, babe. Up to you. I'm going to say... Ow! I had an itch on my arm, so I just bit myself <laughs> as hard as I could. Anyway, Not even year? on the arm. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> just uh, on my leg to d- try and distract myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say... 2019. 2019? No, 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 no. I, ni- I'm, I'm starting again. 19. Mm, I'm listening. S- a 1990s. 
It was the 1980s. Ex- 1980s oh! to be exact. Shit! Guys, Tom's actually getting really mad. Whoa. He's losing his patents. It's clever. Sorry, that the cleverness of that just brought me back. <laughs> okay, what about this? <laughs> Get ready for this. Anti-eating face mask. Oh. Pretty self-explanatory, oh. but... Lucy L. Bambi patent- patented the anti-eating face mask, mainly for those who are exposed to food constantly, such as chefs, cooks, restaurant personnel, or the like. The device allows the wearer to breathe and talk. It locks with a small padlock and can be used to fight <gasps> unhealthy habits from over from overeating to smoking. Our only pieces of advice, one, be prepared for Hannibal Lecter references, and two, don't lose the key. Or your year will be off to a very weird start. <laughs> A weird so way to es- end that sentence. It's essentially a dog muzzle, but f- human face shaped. See, just initially I was going to say about this product, I hope I don't have to point out how like unhealthy and fucked up of a product this is. Yes. But then it seems like it's for sh- chefs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can imagine the kind of person who would be like championing this product. But then yeah. it seems like a weird demographic to target really chefs. focus on it. And now I'm worried. That, am I only getting half portions at restaurants because chefs are guzzling down my food <laughs> while they're making it? And, the, and then the head chef comes in and, and tightens the padlock. The what chef? Them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And let him cook. Let him cook, by the way. Let him cook. What year do you think that anti-eating face mask was from? Oh, that's... I, I don't like it at all. I think it's from uh, the 19A... 1982. Yes. All right, I'm going to race. Yes. Through. Uh, yes. I'm going to race through this one because it's silly, but I need you to. I need to. It, it's the greenhouse helmet. The holiday season can be intense for those feeling a bit lightheaded in the midst of all the indulgence. Waldemar and Guita designed the portable greenhouse helmet. Um, that allows the wearer to breathe in the oxygen given off by the plants. The invention is equipped with hearing and speaking devices, so singing jingle bells won't be a problem. And here you were thinking that a cactus wasn't a festive plant. Do you want to? Do you want me to describe what this is? Yes, please. It's I'm like so a, confused. It's like a plastic bucket being over your head, but a big one, or like a plastic tub being over your head. But on the inside of the plastic tub are two shelves, and the shelves are holding cacti on them. Why? So that the uh, user can breathe in the oxygen given off by the plants. It's my understanding that that cacti are, are, are probably don't give. They I don't think they give off a lot of oxygen. Well, like uh, the trees in general don't give as much oxygen off as we think they do. Mm. Like most of the oxygen is generated by algae and the such. Mm. But and the such and the, and the like. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, and the such and the such. Uh, but I, I think cacti in particular give off very little oxygen. I think, if anything, you're probably starving yourself of oxygen by putting this well, on. I was going to say, if you want to put your best foot forward um, in terms of trying to make the greenhouse helmet um, really kick off, mm. um, think about the oxygen to spike ratio of a cactus Absolutely. versus other plants. Yeah. A fern, perhaps. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tickles your face, feels great, I'd even argue. Feels amazing. Feels amazing. Have you ever felt a phone on your face? Uh, Incredible. <laughs> I know why they're endangered. I've had something to do with it. It feels incredible. Oh, dear. Incredible. You ever are seen they, are they the pig? best plant to have on your face? 
<laughs> what would you like to plant on your face? Don't. Alrighty. I reckon what? it's I reckon it's aloe vera. But aloe vera? Yeah. Well, if you're sunburned, you should probably put sunscreen on next time. I don't know how that's relevant. Know. I'm yeah. so sorry. Um, what year do you think that was from? Rapid fire. Uh, 1976. Get ready for sled pants. I shan't read you the description. What year do you think? 1940s. 1996. Oh, what? Get ready for hiccup treatment. I have to show you the picture of this. Oh! Essentially, I will read you the description. It looks like a cup is like sticky taped to a person's mouth. Yeah. Hiccups can be troublesome. And if drinking lots of water or holding your breath doesn't seem to work, this patented hiccup treatment might help. For persistent hiccups that last for 48 hours or more, you can supposedly have them zapped away with a small electric shock. While drinking water, the electrodes placed along a metal rod will be used to shock your vagus oh. and phrenic <gasps> nerves to stop the hiccup. Isn't so it seems like a crossover between American Horror Story and the Kylie Jenner challenge. Yes, literally. Literally. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. It seems like a crossover between um, hiccuping and medieval torture methods. Yeah. So inspired it, it, by it, the works it, of Mary, it, uh, Mary Shelley. Deliberately electrocutes your nerves to... Uh, stop you hiccuping? Yes. Um, what year? 1920s. 2003. Oh, what? That's allowed? The same year I was born. No way. Yeah, it, that's, I was lying about that. I'm sorry. Oh. All right. Patent um, number... Doxed. 6,681,419. Oh, I love this one. The urinal headrest. <laughs> oh, never mind. It's hard to believe that someone actually thought that a headrest placed above urinals was a great idea. This pattern provided a padded support where users could rest their heads while relieving themselves. What year? Awesome. 2005. 2004. Incredible work. Yeah. That's, one... that, that's very much in the, the vein of, of like the kind of uh, really shitty masculine dude bro man cave it's very man cave we all need a headrest man speaking of that accent the next patent i am going to read out i have to read in an accent sure patent number 2069 nice 766 rodent blaster this device contained a firearm that could be aimed at the opening of an animal burrow. When the animal emerged, the gun would fire, supposedly killing the animal. Listeners, I want you to picture a mouse trap and a mouse at one at the, at the appropriate user interface uh, end of it. You're asking a lot of our listeners. And within within millimeters of where the mouse's head would be, mm-hmm. there is a loaded gun. Yeah, a loaded yeah. pistol. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So um, this, I'm looking at an image right now of. Point blank, a little mouse's head against a fully loaded pistol at the <laughs> opening of an animal burrow. I'm going to say 1840s. 1882. Oh! So, wasn't that bad. the same year we had the other one? Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> patent, next patent is pierced glasses. Losing eyeglasses is frustrating, but that problem ends when the lenses are pierced into the bridge of your nose. <gasps> it might be painful, but you always know where your glasses are. Uh, this seems like... It, I don't think anyone ever took this seriously. Um, a two, no, 1997. Um, this one is actually unmarked. doesn't have a year, so I'm going to say this morning. Oh. Um, dust cover for dog? <laughs> How slow-moving is your dog? 
<laughs> Someone's in denial about their dog being dead. Yeah. That, this dog keeps well, gathering I don't want, dust. Yeah, I don't want to say your dog's dead, but there's yeah. a layer of grime. Easily installed on or removed the from the animal, the cover will also protect the clothing, rugs, furniture from your pet while the animal is being treated for fleas and the like. No more dusty dogs for sure. What year would you say? It's essentially a raincoat, like, all-encompassing, but for a dog. It's a plastic yeah. sheet that only its eyes and nose can escape from. Torture. Um, Torture. 2008. Uh, that was from 1964. No way. Alrighty. They even have dogs back then? Next one. I want you to give me the year, but I also want you to tell me what you think this would look like. Okay. Device for moistening the adhesive coating and post- on postage stamps and envelopes. Okay. Well, I imagine if you don't want to use your your tongue, mouth, lips, mm. you could use a sponge. Mm-hmm. That's what you're imagining? If it was a machine, what do you think the machine itself would look like? Maybe like a, um, something akin to a stamp. Mm-hmm. Like a little thing that presses some adhesive yeah. down onto it? Yeah. It's a box with a fake tongue sticking out of it. And you run your envelope, lip, or stamp across the wet tongue <gasps> that delivers some moistening. Not adhesive, moistening. I'm going to let you know right now, this has sold a lot of units. No one is using it <laughs> for envelope licking. That's a Bucks Party present. <laughs> From what year? Oh, um, uh, 2002. 1981. Oh, um, get ready for this. Wearable device for feeding and observing birds and other animals. <laughs> That's clothes. I can't believe I just revealed your Christmas present. <laughs> Have you ever wondered how you can make bird watching yet more enjoyable? This ain't yet more enjoyable oh, no. as though... Even the people who do bird watching uh, don't find an enjoyment. They just find an escape from their lives. I know the only two demographics that listen to this podcast are Twitchers and Twitch streamers. Like, there is... My parents Twitch, which means bird watching. Twitches. Oh. Um, have you ever wondered how you can make bird watching yet more enjoyable? Then this hat is for you. It's a hat. Patented by David M. Leslie, this wearable device consists of a hat, a supported mounted a support mounted on the hat and extending outward from the hat, and a feeder mounted on the support. When the birds feeding from the feeder when birds feed from the feeder, a person wearing the hat may observe them from a short distance. Bye bye binoculars. It's a hat. That two planks of, like, wood or something are attached to, and on one end, on either end, there's a bird feeder. Crazy. So um, if you sit still in nature for long enough, the theory is that a bird will come and eat, and you can look out of the corner of your eye Peripheral vision. Um, that's crazy. I know it's the 2000s for the last couple, but I reckon this is 2005. Mm, this was 1999. Oh, my goodness. They're fearing the new millennia. Yeah, millennium approaches. I, may, I feel like I may never be able to see... I feel like I couldn't make birds watching yet more enjoyable. Get ready for this. How I many need, of these are there? There's only two more. Okay. Oh my God. Uh, maybe a little bit more. Oops. Um, I'll speed this up. That's okay. You're going to suggest some, act- some, um, some improvements for this. Okay. Cycling activity belt. Good news for cycling parents. Riding with your kids on the back of your bike can become less stressful thanks to this cycling activity belt. It's essentially a belt that um, the parent is wearing or the rider is wearing, swiveled round to the back, that's just got like a bunch of like fidget activities on the back so the kid can play while the parent is riding. Oh my God, it's iPad kid outside. What could you be getting your kid to do while you're riding the bike? Taxes? Yep. Um, applying for a new ABN? Yes. Uh, p- probably 
Uh, running? No, you can do running. Cycle? Uh, no. Uh, no. Um, looking at your face? No. Oh. No. Um, um, enjoying the bike ride? Mm. Meeting new people? Uh, mm. very Connecting quickly. online on the chat room? LinkedIn? Yeah. You'll never guess what my five-year-old did on our uh, morning bike ride. Oh, what? He said... Don't 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 smile because it's over. Cry because it happened. All right, that was from two thousand and one. Get ready for this one. Um, animal track footwear soles. Oh, I immediately understand. Walking with a purpose. With these soles patented by Philip E. McMorrow, um, you can lay simulated McMorrow animal tracks for either educational purposes or mere amusement. Because of the continuous depletion of the wildlife population, it is becoming increasingly difficult to train wildlife expert conservationists. Oh, to train wildlife experts, conservationists, forest rangers, boy scouts, and the like in the art of tracking various wild animals. The inventor stated in his patent application, where can we get a pair? So it's a, it's a shoe, but on the bottom, there are two animal track prints, like two paw prints on the bottom. Yeah. That supposedly, if you're walking in a... Marshland, like a yeah, a marsh. Well, here's the thing: if you're walking in a a uh, a uh, a moist rainforest setting, or mud, or a marsh, it is assuming that the weight of your human body will not press the shoe down far enough that your human foot outline can be traced. It will only leave the two very small paw print um, protruding. Shapes on the bottom. What? What? Uh, I a paw print imitating what? Uh, it does not say, but one of them looks like it could be like dingo or dog or okay. something like that, and the other one looks like it could be a bear. Okay, this is my impression of someone has walked along in these shoes in a marshland, and this is uh, uh, some kind of conservation expert finding the tracks. Oh wow! Looks like someone was wearing dogs as shoes. Are few, are few. Go, keep going. Going. No, that was it. no keep going. No. Go, going Go to, to the, the tree. tree. And then you say, "What's that sound?" What's that sound? Are few, are few. Going to the. It's the Mockingjays. The tree. Well, you you don't think so, but then it turns out it is. Look up. Look up. I hate doing improv with you. Okay, great. Um. Is that it? That's it. Okay. Can you give me three topics? Three topics. I'm going to give you... Um, regifting a present. Sure. Um, plant shopping. Plant shopping. Mm. And putting on moisturizer. Great. Oh no, I've got to spell moisturizer. <laughs> moisturizer. All right, so this uh, No, I don't want to. <laughs> so this is the return of Comedy GPT where ChatGPT writes me a stand-up set about any um anything Ada gives me. So here we go. I want to set the scene. We're in a comedy club late at night. Maybe it's the comedy lounge. Maybe it's whatever. Um, and I come on. I'm sitting on a stool. I've got a cigarette. I'm a real like I'm a like a cool. I'm all in black. You know, this smoke kind of haze throughout the venue. Ladies and gentlemen, how's everybody doing tonight? Good, great. 
So, I recently found myself in a bit of a predicament. You know, when you receive a gift and you're like, what am I going to do with this? Well, I'll tell you what I did. I re-gifted it. Yeah, I know it's a touchy subject, but hear me out. So, I got this... That's it? No. Okay. So, I got this gift from my Aunt Mildred. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Aunt Mildred, but her taste in gifts is a bit unique. She gave me this ceramic owl that, let's be honest, looked like it had seen better days. I thought, what am I going to do with this owl? It's not like I can set it up as my new roommate. So, I did what any responsible adult would do. I re-gifted it. And let me tell you, the look on my friend's face when they opened it was priceless. They were like, oh, an owl? Thanks. And I just smiled and said, you're welcome. It's a conversational piece. Oh... If I was rewriting this, if I was editorializing, the only thing I would change, I would only change one thing. I would say it's a conversation owl piece. Mm. Anyway. Speaking of strange gifts, has anyone received a plant as a present? I recently got a succulent from a friend. Now, don't get me wrong. I appreciate the gesture. But here's the thing. I can't keep plants alive. I mean, I can barely keep myself hydrated, let alone a succulent. It's like they're the... It's like they're the cats of the plant world. They give you that judgmental look every time you forget to water them. (laughs) When you forget to water a cat. (laughs) I swear, my succulent is looking at me right now, disappointed. It's like, bro, I thought we had something special. I'm just over here like hoping it's a low-maintenance plant, like a cactus. Those things thrive on neglect, right? Oh. Now let's talk about something we can all relate to. Moisturizer. Who here moisturizes every day? Come on, don't be shy. Me. Moisturizer is the unsung hero of adulting. It's like a magic potion that keeps you looking 10 years younger. Or at least, that's what the commercials tell us. But let's be real, putting on moisturizer is a commitment. It's a daily ritual that says, I care about my skin, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I recently bought this fancy moisturizer that promised to turn back the clock and make me feel like, make me look like I just stepped out of a spa. The problem is, it takes so long to apply. I feel like I need a personal assistant to... Just to help me get it on evenly. And don't even get me started on the anti-aging part. I put it on, look in the mirror, and expect to see Benjamin Button staring back at me. Instead, I just see a guy who spent too much money on moisturizer. Great. Is that it? But you know what's worse? Forgetting to moisturize and waking up like you feel like feeling like you've aged a decade overnight. It's like, what happened to my face? Did I fall asleep in a time machine? So now I've set alarms on my phone to remind me to moisturize. It's like a daily affirmation. You got this, skin. We're in this together. In conclusion, regifting might save you from awkward conversations, plants are judgmental roommates, and moisturizer is the founder of youth. Or that's what, at least what we tell ourselves. Thanks, everyone. You've been a fantastic audience. Woo! This is my go at that comedy set. Okay. Uh, re-gifting, am I right? You want it? You don't want it? Ah, make up your mind! I, my aunt gave me an owl, a ceramic owl the other day. A ceramic owl, I unwrapped it, and this ceramic owl looked like it. 
I gave. <laughs> I know we'll cut this, so I'm wild. No. And then, um, blah blah blah, and I and then later when I wrapped it back up, gave it to my best friend. I saw his face when he unwrapped it, and and um, and what? And um, and um, oh yeah, and I said. This this owl was gifted to you by someone very special. And he said, Who? <laughs> and plants, am I right? I feel like I'm in a long-term committed relationship with my plants, and it's finally time for me to friend-zone them. I gotta be like, the plants are like, Oh, I want you. I need you. I want to see you every single day. I want to grow with you. And I gotta say, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take it slow. That's why I like cactuses, right? A little lower maintenance and just just like just like my and just like my relationship with my father, even my even my and even my older <laughs> siblings. They think I'm like a cactus because I'm better when I'm neglected. And then finally, putting on moisturizer. The ads tell you that it's gonna make you look 10 years younger. That's what we tell ourselves. But every time I look in the mirror, I just look like that owl. Oh, that's good. Thanks Call so back. much. You've been the great audience. Um, I want to end today with... Right now. <laughs> I want to end today. Mm. Night, night. <laughs> um, the, since this is the smart episode, mm. I thought I could give you a little science quiz. Mm-hmm. And then an end with an intellectual let it riff? No, we've not got time for let it riff. Okay. You'll just have to hold on, listeners. So, so we've just cut something out. Um, this is... Uh, we're going to end today with... Because it's the smart episode. And smart, of course, rhymes with... Fart. Um, so we're going to do a little... <laughs> science quiz. And we're going to see if Ada can pass a year six science quiz. Great. Uh, and uh, Which, do you want to ask me if I did? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, audience, you can play along at home. Just kidding. I was in the science club because I didn't really get it when they taught it in, <laughs> in school, so I had to learn it somewhere else. Um, play along at home. If you get all uh, 20 questions correct, 20 questions, oh my goodness, um, then uh, you win a... Honda. Yeah, you win a Honda. Go, don't go through us. Go through a Honda dealership. Oh, uh, Honda the ass. <laughs> huh? Okay. Question um, one. Question one. Which of the two things on this list are microorganisms? <laughs> what? Which of the two things on this list are microorganisms? Boto's Benton? Oh, did you want the list? Please. Oh, okay. Proceed to list. Bacteria? Mosquito? Seaweed, virus. Virus and bacteria. Yeah, ding, that's ding. correct. The other two are um, God's creation. Yes. Uh, all microorganisms are bad, true or false? False. Yeah, that's false. Because they're all good. They're microorganisms all can help make food. Yes? Which of the three of these foods do they help to make? Could we proceed to the list, please? Oh, my God. All right. Fussy, fussy, fussy. Cheese, yogurt, chocolate, bread, Rice Krispies. So, it was which on the list? Three. Which three on the list? All of those dairy products. Cheese, yogurt, and chocolate. 
That's incorrect. Really? Oh, no, because bread. So oh, which one's think... incorrect out of the three you said initially? What um, are the, what's the correct three? Can you read me the list again? Cheese, yogurt, chocolate, bread, Rice Krispies. I'm going to strike Rice Krispies from the list. Mm-hmm. Next to go is chocolate? Yeah, it's cheese, yogurt, bread. Let's go! All the medieval food. Um, Let's go! And the modern food only consists of chocolate and Rice Krispies. Change my mind. It's true. What do you need to be able to see your microorganism? Um, spectacles? Uh, it's Eyes. A- telescope, binoculars, or microscope? Microsquap. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, what two bad things can microorganisms do? Kill and scavenge. So, oh, aid and abet. <laughs> Break and enter. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. What's another? What's another silly thing? What's another silly riff we can add? Thinking time. Thinking time. Can you please a silly riff, please? Oh. Thank you. So, what two bad things can microorganisms do? A. Cause disease. C. <laughs> okay, great. C. Make bread go mouldy. B. Make bread. What two bad things can they do? Yeah. Okay, what's the list again? Cause disease, make bread Cause go mouldy. Cause disease and make bread mouldy. Not make make bread. No, actually, they can make bread because I ate some really spiky sourdough now and now I'm on a campaign. Did it, like, attack the roof of your mouth? Yes, it did hurt. Okay. And I could tell that that was a microorganism. All right, question thing. number six. What is bad to do in the kitchen? Um, set things on fire, make beef wellington with mushrooms that you have found yourself. Um, uh, look, make parfait, uh, not make tiramisu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, none of those are on the list. Really? Yeah. So, uh, the list is... Washing your hands, not keeping food in the fridge, keeping raw meat stored away from cooked meat. I think what you should be doing in the kitchen is getting a little flower on your nose, uh, singing, dancing, creating. Add a f- more chocolate chips than the recipe calls for. <sighs> Life's short. Lick the bowl. Lick the bowl. I'm in the bathroom. I'm going to sleep. Um, Bop it. Lick the bowl. <laughs> uh, what is bad to do in the kitchen? Washing your hands, not keep food in the fridge, or keep raw meat stored away from cooked meat? All of the above. Bad to do. Yeah. Uh, wrong. It's not keep food in the fridge, which is a yeah. feel, I feel like is a bad answer, because like plenty of food you not keep in the fridge. Anyway. What if your fridge is running? Oh, we should probably go catch it. Let's go. Uh, what do antibiotics do? Their best? Yep. Uh, help bacteria to grow or kill bacteria that cause disease? Kill bacteria to grow. <laughs> That's correct. Next. What are forces measured in? Orf, 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 orf. Next. <laughs> That's correct. Um, what can I use to measure forces? Forces are measured in um, centimeters, feet. Is this when they're standing up or lying down? Uh, lying down. Okay. Forces are probably... I thought they were measured with force power. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Okay. Um, what will happen if I have two magnets and put both the North Poles together? Yeah! 
Ouch. Okay. What will happen if I have two magnets? I put one North Pole on one magnet, magnet next to a South Pole on the other magnet. You better put your hands together and pray, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, which of these are magnetic? All of them. <laughs> correct. Uh, Do not get into that CAT scan with that. You better take... Hey. Hey. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Hey, look at me. You look at me. You better not do that. What's wrong? Look at me. I ain't never seen a valid quite like this. Uh, what is the force that pulls us down to Earth and stops us floating into space? The evil force that gallops around the city and um, <laughs> kills innocent children. In the shape of a horse. Uh, well, that, of course, it's a force. Of course. What, what did you just call it? Uh, a force. Okay. One one was a race force? <laughs> What is the force that slows a man falling out of a plane with a parachute? Super force. <laughs> I think Su- it's ground. Um, <laughs> it's super force, right? The horse that can fly? Yes, that's the one. Or am I thinking of Pegasus? Which of these forces slow you down if you ride a bike on the grass instead of a smooth pavement? Stranger horse. Stranger force. <laughs> that's correct. Yeah. Which two forces are balanced to stop a boat from sinking? Um... Uh, up and Black Beauty. That's correct. Which of which three of these are light sources? Um, probably the two. The two. Um, one's like snow. The other's more like milk. Yeah. Which of these is not a light source? Um, probably Black Beauty. Yeah. How fast does light travel? It's, oh, he oh he did not travelling, he's falling with style. That's correct. Uh, what would be better at reflecting light? Um, probably probably um, mirror. Yeah. Um, and that's all the questions. Thank you, how'd I do? 100%. Really? Yeah. I got every question right, 100 questions, I got them all right? Yeah. Nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and that's all the time we have. Listeners, I regret to inform you that um, our episode is over. And that if you want to see me next week, you will. I'll be there. Yeah. Ada will be here for, I guess, eternity. Yeah, I'm, and I'm sticking around, listeners. And when it comes to me, get, me, getting, some, me getting some stickers from my year two teacher, I'm sticking them around. That's correct. Um, thank you for listening. Around these nuts. As we always say on Small Cat Big Collar. Me and Omega. No. You in the bathtub, bubbles and bubbly. Ooh. Um, no, we always say, if you like it smart. Then you better make a fart. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Bye. <laughs>